a freezing point, brake fluid, power steering fluid, engine oil, and of course antifreeze, all have different low temp specs. If you find it necessary to travel in a deep freeze or blizzard, ask your tech to check the manufacturer specs for safe travel. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcareforthecluelist.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Ron Uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a nerd, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Bunny. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to hour number two of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Live as live can get each and every Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, 1 to 4 Mountain Standard, and of course 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the tune apps and radio loyalty. Our brand new free app. That's right. iPhone is now included. Droid and f- Anything. Check it out today. JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information. Selected editions available on iHeartRadio and AMFM. 247.com. 50-plus AMFM stations in the big network. And our telephone number is 267-22-JIGGY. On-demand commercial-free podcasts are available on our website, JiggyJaguar.com. $5 a month brings you our broadcast commercial-free. Let's tell you about one of our great new marketing partners here in hour number two here on the big broadcast. This comes from Kickstarter. Check out Sugarbox Sundries, custom cakes, and creative confections. This is by Jenny and Donna. That's right, two best friends who make custom cakes and creative confections, including unique caramel and personalized lollipops. Oh, yeah, it's a great new project. They're available at kickstarter.com, K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Sugarbox Sundries, custom cakes and creative confections. They're a dynamic, dynamic duo, by the way, of North County, San Diego. They've been best friends for over a decade, and while they both have the unusual day jobs to pay the bills. One is an accountant, the other is a funeral director. The true passion has always been the sweet stuff. They've worked for months developing what would become unique, soft caramel flavors, attempting to take traditional flavor and put a modern spin on it. Some of their most popular are the sake and sesame maple bourbon pecan. That's right, Christmas cookies, honey lavender, lemongrass ginger. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Check it out today over there at kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Sugarbox Sundries, Custom Cakes, and Creative Confections. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. 
We've got a great guest to kick off hour number three, 20 minutes after the hour. The fantastic, fantastic doctor with us today, Dr. Jerry Fishkin. He's a Ph.D. currently scoring big with his latest book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. He's with us today here on the telephone from California. How are you, sir? Couldn't be better. Thanks for having me today. Dr. Fishkin is with us today. His previous books that have been highly successful in recent years include American Burnout, How to Cope When It All Gets to Be Too Much, Police Burnout, Firefighter and Paramedic Burnout. He finds life to be a daily adventure and says he's always learning from his patients. He's with us today here on the telephone. What is your background and what research did you do to make you an expert on shame? Well, I, uh, shame is the brain. What gives me that background is I did my first two-year internship the VA hospital in the uh, neurology and neuropsych department uh, back in uh, the day back in uh, 19 uh, was 1986 or excuse me 1968 uh, I spent two years and this was during the Vietnam War uh, studying the brain and, and uh, doing my uh, doctoral uh, internships in neuropsychology so I have an extensive background in, in that part of uh, our behavior, what controls us and how it affects us. And, uh, you know, what got me into this, uh, James, was that I find that I get to, I've been in practice 40 years. I found that uh, I get to a certain point with my patients, especially those that had uh, addictive disorders, and they bail. And I try to find out why they were bailing, and our techniques were all wrong. Cognitive behavioral therapy does not work with shame. And uh, shame lives in the brain, and, and that's how I began to, to look at uh, this whole process of what causes people with early life abuse, trauma, neglect, violence to, to develop addictive disorders and then not stay through the, the whole uh, therapeutic process. That's what got me here. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. He's got a tremendous new book. Dr. Jerry Fishkin with us today, currently scoring big with his latest book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. He joins us live here on the telephone. How is The Science of Shame different from other books written on the subject? Well, you know, other books are really just kind of talking about, uh, you know, treatment, but not really addressing where shame lives in the brain how it affects us, how we can deal with it targeted directly, and the impact that shame has. Typically, shame shows itself through toxic negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. Uh, there's something wrong with me. I, I never feel good enough about myself. I have depression. I just never feel worthy. It's that gnawing, nagging, I'm not good enough sense of self that caused me to write this book. And actually, to really understand what this is all about. And I found out that our traditional techniques don't work. Uh, they absolutely don't work. They cause patients to bail. And a lot of knowledge comes from 12-step and, uh, and the recovery world, which psychology never really dealt with. We never really, I never was taught about shame in my graduate and postgraduate studies. I never taught, was taught about shame in my undergraduate psych so this is all kind of brand new stuff. I'm excited about this, James, because it's giving us a, a whole new way of looking and treating people that have early life trauma and how we can treat it most effectively, giving them courage to stay in the treatment approach and helping them develop a sense of compassion for themselves. 
most uh, important. Baseball ganglia, which is the limbic system, it's the most, the oldest part of the brain, James. The part of the brain that develops first. And it's where fight or flight, it's where emotions are, and every other part of our emotional reactivity. And it's right there in what we call the basal ganglia. It was first discovered a, a few years ago by Antonio Damasio and his crew at USC in the medical school there when they're doing neuro, their neurosurgical work and discovered that by tapping this area, they were able to develop or get shame responses. So they, they were the first to say shame lives in the basal ganglia. And I'm the one, and they only had like a sentence of it in their book, uh, in, in his book, uh, Antonio Damasio's book on consciousness. So I, I took that and then really started looking at the data, and I couldn't find anything to support his work, but I found a ton of stuff that supports my contention that shame is a different kind of an animal than guilt. Uh, guilt and shame are not the same. And in fact, my book is the first to really separate guilt and shame and show what that what the differences are. And if, you're, if you'd like to, me to do a little recitation on that, I'd, I'd love to, to, to tell you what that is. On the network. There we are. It's like I've done this before. Welcome back to the world famous Cheeky Chaguar radio program. Thanks for tuning in to the big program and the big broadcast from the KJAG Radio Studios in Ashton, Kansas. Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard. And of course, 24 7 at CheekyChaguar.com on the TuneIn app, Sidereal Loyalty. Our brand new free Droid app is available in the App Store, CheekyChaguar.us if you want to find it. Selected editions will be available on iHeartRadio. 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network. Our telephone number is 267-22-JIGGY. On-demand, commercial-free podcast, $5 a month from our homepage. It's red-linked on the homepage at JiggyJaguar.com. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast, brought to you by our fabulous friends, B.L. Blackwood, is raising funds on Indiegogo to publish a poetry pocketbook titled Found with Flowers, a pocketbook of posy. One in ten books will be donated to free book exchanges like Little Free Library. And 90% of the proceeds from the book sales will go to support any other arter, indie artists. That's right, he's helping artists out there. If you want to help keep the spirit of poetry alive, search for Found with Flowers and Indiegogo. Or check it out at igg.me slash at slash found with flowers slash x Slash one three four six one three six zero. That's Indiegogo.com. Found with flowers. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Right now. Our next big segment here on our big program. Right now. 33 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a fantastic guest. 
We've been talking to Dr. Jerry Fishkin. He's a Ph.D. He's got a great book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. He's had some previous books out there as well. And uh, we're talking shame today with Dr. Fishkin. What is the relationship between early life abuse, abandonment, and trauma with shame? Break that down for me, doctor. <laughs> okay, break it down. When a, when a child has been abandoned, abused, neglected, violated in any way, they develop trauma. It's like PTSD. And that, and that trauma is reflected in the brain, in this area called the basal ganglia, okay? It's a signature, if you will. And we always go back to it. Anytime we have an abuse or some violation of our sense of self, it is recorded in the brain. And what happens as we grow and develop? We, it, 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 it creates our worst fears because we never feel safe, we never feel comfortable, we never feel good enough. And it creates fears in the child. What are the fears? Being ashamed, not being good enough, fears of going crazy, losing a relationship, being a failure, emptiness, displeasing, being seen as a phone, not mattering, being abandoned. These are the, the things that get stuck in our brain when we don't feel safe. Through that bonding process, if it's healthy, we develop oxytocin. We develop this sense of feeling about ourselves. And when it's not there, James, we feel empty and, and isolated and cold. Many of these children become addicts. They become uh, habitual addicts. They get from the heroin or from the alcohol that warm feeling that they miss in the bonding process. So, you know, alcohol and drugs are a very poor substitute for healthy bonding. But yet, this is what we see in treatment over and over and over again. And it's that, 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 that addictive cycle that, that we must break. But it starts very early in life with those toxic experiences and exposures. I suspect that, that maybe two out of three have that uh, exposure. Uh, it may be higher, I'm not sure, but I do know that at least two out of three, about 66% of the patients that come in for treatment have some early life of trauma, neglect, violence that has caused them to develop a very heightened shame reaction. We all have shame. Shame lives in the brain. We all have it. Shame keeps us on the straight and narrow, but shame is what we're talking about. It's that sense of not being good enough, that sense of never feeling safe and, and, and feeling that they're going to be abandoned at any time. It's a very high percentage of folks that feel that way. We've got a uh, fabulous guest with us today. Dr. Fishkin joins us here in our broadcast. He's got this great book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. He's joining us today here on the telephone. What is the difference between guilt and shame? Well, that's a good one. You know, I, I hope after this, telecast, this broadcast, uh, there's never going to be a question Shame is what we call an affective reaction to a, 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 a perceived attack on oneself. If we perceive that somebody's coming after us, shame may be that reaction. You know, at the precise second that shame is triggered, we want to disappear, become invisible, or anonymous. That's where the sense of self is wounded or rewounded at that precise moment. So we're held captive by that shame attack. We don't have to think about shame to have a shame attack. It happens automatically. Now, guilt, on the other hand, is entirely different. When guilt happens, it's a cognitive reaction or a thought reaction, and it's a definable reaction to a breaking or a breach of a learned value. It requires thought and action. We know that if we 
killed, we could be punished. We know also that if we hurt someone, there will be negative consequences. Whatever, whenever we do something that's wrong, typically healthy people fear discovery and experience anxiety and guilt. Guilt tri- triggers uh, an automatic reaction in our bodies to creating adrenaline. So we can measure guilt to a large extent by using other measures like a polygraph. You know, cops use polygraphs to measure uh, guilt. It's really what we call lying. <laughs> but uh, guilt is that. It shows physiologically, but it, it requires thought, where shame happens automatically. With shame, we want to disappear. Shame is about our sense of self and who we think we are. And it, guilt is about something we've done or thought about doing. So there is a very, very definable difference between guilt and shame. They should never be used in the same permanently or in the same sentence. They should never be used as the same uh, word. They're, they're not the same event. We've got a great guest with us today joining us on the telephone, the good doctor, uh, Dr. Jerry Fishkin. He is live with us today. We're going to be talking to Sonia Madison in our next segment, and also our two guys from Verona will join us in the bottom of our uh, broadcast here. And our third hour will also be joined by uh, Larry Pratt, our good friend from Gun Owners of America, to talk about some of the different political issues out there in the world around us. Dr. Jerry Fishkin, Ph.D., currently having some huge success with his latest book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. He joins us today here on the telephone. Why doesn't cognitive therapy effectively treat shame? Because cognitive therapy is cognitive, and shame is not cognitive. With, with shame, we have compassion-based therapy. With, with shame, uh, we have to help the patient learn how to like themselves and care about themselves or their self. Cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't do that. Cognitive behavioral therapy is like putting a Band-Aid on, on, a, a, on a huge abdominal wound. It just doesn't attack same, same wounds uh, like uh, compassion-based therapy where uh, a patient could talk about those early life traumas, maybe for the first time, talk about sexual, you know, being sexually abused, being uh, raped. Uh, for, for many of my patients, it's the first time they've ever really talked about, uh, about their early life wounding. With cognitive behavioral therapy, we're trying to get them to think differently about it, and that's ridiculous. Patients first have to be able to express themselves and really get into understanding that they didn't create the trauma. The trauma was created upon them by, by someone else, maybe another child, maybe another, maybe an adult. But the child was not responsible for, for the trauma uh, or the violation or the abuse. Many of these kids feel that they did that they're responsible. We're only responsible for what we've done after the age of 18. I don't think we're responsible for what happens to us sexually or physically or emotionally uh, before that. So there is a huge uh, uh, disconnect between the kind of therapies we've been using traditionally, at least over the last 30 years, in treating a, a multitude of things. Uh, but not trauma of early life abuse and neglect. It doesn't, it doesn't hit it. It just doesn't work. We can't get somebody to think differently about that. 
and make it better. Uh, that's not the way we approach it. We have to go through a shame reduction process. And in that process, the child learns that they, they didn't do it. You know, there is a, a, a good, that movie, Goodwill Hunting. I don't know. Have you seen that movie, Goodwill Hunting, uh, James? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I've seen well, it. There's, that, there's, that scene, there's that scene where Robin Williams puts his arms around Matt Damon and he says four words. Four words to Matt Damon, which really define this whole process of shame reduction, where he says to Matt Damon, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And in that, you know, you hear, an, you hear the audience get gasp or cry, typically when that, that scene happens, because it's true. It wasn't Matt Damon's fault, but in, in most cases of the people I treat, it's not their fault. And so that's the, the kind of the goal of, of treatment is to get the people to understand that they weren't responsible for what happened to them, nor were they responsible for the lack of security and the lack of compassion that was not bestowed upon them. It wasn't their fault. They're not broken. It was, it was the other. It was the parent or the other adult in the room or the, some other kid that, that violently affected the, 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 the child that created the same wound in the first. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live, Dr. Fishkin on the line, Dr. Jerry Fishkin, and uh, he's got a great book out there. It's called The Science of Shame and its treatment. Um, can you define compassion and give us an example? I can absolutely define compassion. Compassion is really, a, 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 when I break compassion down, it, it's really two things. It, it's uh, Attunement and empathy. And compassion is, is something that we must learn and we must be able to, to experience. When we have compassion, the brain uh, triggers the release of oxytocin and dopamine. In other words, the brain feels good and safe. So when we have attunement and we have empathy, we are then having compassion, and compassion is another aspect. In other words, it's like the opposite of shame, but they both come from literally the same part of the brain. It's so when we have compassion, yes. it's more than just liking something. It, it has to do with being able to have empathy and attunement at the same time. And in my book, James, I really break this down. You get a, a chance to look at it, the book is written for everybody. It's not just written for strengths and you know people in in the uh, behavioral sciences. It's really written for the general uh, public who needs to know that they're laboring with something that can be treated, even though they've felt this way their entire life. They've felt distant. They've had very low self-esteem or very low self-worth. With compassion-based treatment, we help that individual learn to really care about themselves, to, to love themselves, and to really take, take ownership of who they are and, and make their world a better place to be. We've got Dr. Jerry Fishkin with us today. As we go, my friend, uh, what's next for you as an author, and how can fans reach out to you? They can reach out. They can go on to, uh, well, they can contact me. Certainly go to my uh, website, drgeraldfishkin.com. And that's dot com. That's my website. Or they can go to my Facebook, Dr. Gerald Fishkin. 
uh, at Facebook. They can go to the Science of Shame uh, and its treatment Facebook, or they can call Amazon and get a copy of the book. Fantastic stuff. I appreciate you making time for us today, Doctor. Wonderful, wonderful Tuesday, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful day. Dr. Jerry Fishkin. Join us live each and every day on our app at JiggyJaguar.us. We've got more coming up. Sonia Madison. The filmmaking dream is alive and well. Check out the Kickstarter campaign for Jeremy Cathy's Animal Movie. And join in the fun before time runs out. This is going to be an indie film unlike anything you've seen before. And the story behind it is years in the making. Check out kickstarter.com. Search Animal Movie. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Animal Movie. And tell them you heard about it here on the program. Incredible new marketing partner here on the advertising hub, EscapeVelocity.live. That's right, EscapeVelocity.live. These folks are doing some amazing work. You got to check it out today. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing, amazing new project. We want to we tell you all about it here on the radio, but we're just not allowed to. We want you to go over and check this out. Go do it right now. EscapeVelocity.live. We'll spell it for you. E-S-C-A-P-E-V-E-E-L-O-C-I-T-Y dot L-I-V-E. And tell them you heard about it here on the Advertising Hub. The response has been overwhelming, and we thank you guys for shopping the Amazon link at JiggyJaguar.com. Check it out today at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Recently, we spoke to another guest on our radio program, and he had this to say about Amazon. I know you guys work with Amazon a lot. Yes. the number one mouthwash on Amazon. We're not asking you to buy anything you don't want or need. You know you're going to do your shopping at Amazon. You might as well help out the broadcast at the same time. To help out our operation, check out JiggyJaguar.com. That's J I. G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. And thanks for supporting the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Incredible new marketing partner here on the radio program. Flickstree helps users discover awesome films they'd love to watch with completely personalized and superb movie recommendations. Searching movies to rent or download is painful. One comes across the same set of popular films or would already need to know a few films to look for. Flickstree solves this one Big entertainment problem, though it's proprietary recommendation engine. Check it out today. bit.ly slash 1SVHLKS. And tell them you heard about it here on the program. Stupendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Gun Chase is a gun and outdoors related business directory. If you are a gun or outdoors related business, you can submit your free listing by going to www.gunchase.com. 
We also do business spotlight interviews and publish them online. If you're a gun or outdoors enthusiast, you're going to find their website helpful in finding businesses which will interest you. Check it out today. It's gunchase.com. That's G-U-N-C-H-A-S-E.com. Find them on Instagram, gunchase. Also on Twitter, gun underscore chase. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Check out gunchase.com for the gun enthusiasts. Does evolution allow the supernatural to take place? This is the Creation Moments Minute. Evolution is built on the principle that natural laws determine what happens in the physical world. As far as evolution is concerned, God's supernatural intervention could not happen. There is no physical evidence to support the idea that God periodically intervened in evolutionary development, nor does the Bible talk about this kind of activity. A theistic evolutionist might accept that God created through evolution, but this belief would not be faithful to the physical evidences that evolutionists claim to have, nor is it faithful to the statements we find in the Bible. Evolution does not allow the supernatural action of God. Even the Bible itself cannot be God's word if there is no supernatural action of God. Thankfully, the Bible is God's revealed word, and it does offer you an intelligent alternative to evolution. For Creation Moments Minutes, I'm Darren Marlar. with Jiggy right now at 267-22-JIGGY or email JiggyJaguar at JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, or Radio Loyalty Stitcher, and of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well, AMFM247.com. Find us on Spreaker as well. And our brand new free droid app is available at JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news, programming information, selected editions, as I mentioned, on iHeartRadio. 50-plus AM FM stations in our network, on-demand, commercial-free podcasts are available on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. Before we get into our next segment here in our broadcast, let's tell you about one of our fantastic brand new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing amazing new marketing partner with us today it's a great new indiegogo campaign i-n-d-i-e-g-o-g-o.com never watch a bad movie anymore never discover your next awesome film with completely personalized superb movie recommendations Uh, that's right this is an amazing new crowdfunding campaign flicks tree helps you discover your next awesome film that you'd love to watch we decided to make flix tree as a result of our personal pains whenever we decide to rent or download a movie we'd spend a good 30 to 45 minutes just to decide that one movie that we'd like to watch and even then not necessarily the decided film was per our liking we realize there's no search process though which we could experience awesome movie discoveries while searching we'd either come across the same set of popular movies through the manual genre lookups or ask friends or would already need to know a few movies that we'd like to watch and things of that nature this is an amazing indiegogo campaign check out indiegogo.com search Never watch a bad movie anymore. Never. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. 
We've got the fabulous Sonia Madison with us today. SoniaMadison.com is her official website, 53 minutes after the hour. And, uh, Sonia, there's been a lot going on with uh, different things that, uh, you know, as, as far as as far as court cases and in, in the world of, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call it, streaming, Te- tele- televised things, what 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 have you? Um, th- there's there's a lot of controversy on different things. Uh, should they be televised? Should they not be televised? And I know uh, last week there was a, uh, a piece of business that was being uh, televised. Kind of give us some details on this. Well, I mean, it, that's the never-ending question. A lot of times, particularly like, say, for example, you have the Will Smith issue. You've got police surveillance video already showing some of the images that were caught without truly understanding what's going on. Yeah. The fact that it's this day and age, everything is so instant, it, it hinders true investigation and thorough and due diligence when it comes to a lot of these issues. And, you know, it, it's no secret that as soon as you put stuff in the public eye, people start formulating an opinion. And that's why you, you try to get unbiased juries, but when news is coming so quickly, it's hard to really try to get it to where no one on that jury knows anything. Yeah. We've got Sonia Madison with us today. She joins us live here on the broadcast. The primaries are another big topic we want to talk with her today about. And that is uh, the the Colorado primary. This this weird-ass thing in Colorado <laughs> took place over the weekend with Trump and Cruz. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we've got this thing with Hillary and Bernie where Hillary isn't winning anything. But she keeps stacking up delegates. Um, is is the fix in? Is, is is it pretty much just they don't want Bernie and they don't want Trump? You know that essentially is what it is. But I don't know if they want Cruz. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I imagine that because Hillary has pretty much dominated just a certain demographic that some people aren't too happy with her either. I mean, for the most part, when you're talking to young voters um, and even some um, women and minority voters, they're not 100% on her campaign. Um, and so while it's true, you know, Bernie definitely doesn't have the knowledge that Hillary has, I, I'm beginning to think come November, it's one of those lose blues you're going to pick whichever candidate you feel like is in the worst. <laughs> and, you know, when it gets to this point. We've got uh, the fantastic Sonia Madison with us today. She joins us live here on the telephone and coast-to-coast, uh, to coast, border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. And uh, the the big thing here with Bernie and Hillary, it seems that Hillary is having all sorts of issues. She's not winning any anything so far. Um, it's been all it's been all downhill for her as far as uh, Bernie goes. It's been all uphill for him, and he's he's winning and winning and winning. Um, what is what is going to happen at some point? Because there's a lot of people that really want Bernie, but the establishment they really want Hillary. So <laughs> how does how does yeah. this all shake out in the very end? Well, and I, I think what's really going to end up happening is Hillary once it comes. Um, time to truly get into the general election. She, which she does constantly do, reinvent herself, but she really is going to have to be a little bit more creative in her policies. I mean, she's very quick to say what can and can't happen just by virtue of her experience there and by virtue of 
knowing the different congressmen and what may or may not pass muster. But at this point, I don't know if people want to hear that. I think we're kind of tired of the way it currently is. And so when you keep reminding us that, hey, look, listen, this is why things aren't going to change or going to deviate too far from what's happening now, you lose people. So she's going to have to figure out a way to try to at least come up with some new policies that are something a little bit more inclusive in her campaign. Otherwise, she's going to have a lot of people who either are not going to vote or just going to vote for Trump because, like you said, they don't want the establishment. We've got the great Sonia Madison with us today, 57 minutes after the hour. She joins us live. We're going to be talking to our two guys from Verona in our next hour. And uh, Sonia, as we wrap up here, my friend, what, what, what can we expect as we move forward in this primary process? I guess from a legal perspective, because if, if Trump gets all the votes and Bernie gets all the votes and it comes down to it, is there a possibility that they could sue their their individual uh, committees essentially the uh, the Trumpster could sue the Republicans and Bernie could sue the Democrats or is that not possible? Well, anyone can sue. So yeah, it's clearly it's, it's purely possible that someone will try to file a lawsuit, particularly Trump, since he makes it a case to say I will sue you no matter what the issues are. But I think one of the challenges is going to be, one, one thing we do have to look forward to is a new way of picking a primary um, candidate, because I don't think the Republicans are going to go with Trump. I do think that once they have this um, meeting, start voting, who really is going to be that candidate, I just do not see all the states that he's won truly standing behind him. Now, for some states, legally, you have to. But for some states, you don't. And I'd imagine for those states, if they get enough of them where they don't have to stand by that, what their um, constituents have voted for, then during that second vote, those other states that were legally obligated to do so could then change their, their vote. So I think we're one in for a real treat when it comes to a Republican convention. We've got uh, the fabulous Sonia Madison. And, Sonia, I appreciate you making time for us today. Check out soniamadison.com, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to get to our two guys from Verona coming up here in a few moments. It's our number three coming up. The filmmaking dream is alive and well. Check out the Kickstarter campaign for Jerry.